Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. The title that I have for today's teaching is, Will It Go the Distance? (laughs) Will it go the distance? We're going to be looking at um, the Christmas story again. It's actually the second uh, week of Advent, so we might get into that a little bit as well as we prepare for uh, Christ's coming, celebrating his uh, birth. But we'll be going through Matthew 1, 18 to 24, and Luke 2, 1 to 5. But before we do, question for you. That's how I like to start things, get you thinking, get the brain warmed up a little bit. Um, But have you ever questioned if your relationship has what it takes to go the distance? I'll say that again. Have you ever questioned if your relationship, your that could be your relationship with God, uh, your relationship with your spouse, maybe your relationship with your friend. Maybe some of you are stepping into that courting season or you're looking at uh, getting married and you just uh, uh, got engaged, going to get engaged, whatever it might be. Have you looked at your relationships lately and wondered, what's the distance that this could go or will go? Um, what's the driving force behind the direction in which you are going? And life is full of, of ups and, and downs, and sometimes the journey that God takes us is not what we planned, much like the journey that Mary and Joseph had to take. Um, you know, the trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem, scholars believe, was about 90 miles of hills up and down, and imagine Mary being pregnant, and that wasn't part of their plan, but it was always part of God's. Uh, we do know, whatever the journey may be, it requires faith. It requires God's word, and it requires wise counsel. So let's dive into the direction of seeking Christ in Christmas, and and let's discover the strength to where he is calling us and who he's calling us to go with us on that journey. Why? So that people can can hear of the story of of Christmas, the true meaning of Christmas, and they can be invited to receive uh, the gift, which is Jesus. So let's read Matthew 1, starting at verse 18. We'll try the men online. Sounds like it's coming through crystal clear, nice and crispy. Thank you, sound team, media team. And uh, I'm going to start with Adam there. Adam, I see you in the space station looking down on us. Good stuff. No, not looking down. Okay. I'd like to start in verse 20 of Matthew 1. But it said, after he had considered this, so this is uh, after he was going to divorce Mary quietly, uh, again, because, you know, she became pregnant out of wedlock. And their religion said that what would happen is they'd probably drag her out and stone her to to death. So he's trying to protect Mary, thinking that he's doing the right thing, so I'm going to divorce her quietly. But then it says, but after he had considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So Pastor Ray nailed it right there. Where's it coming from? The first point I want to talk about is every direction starts with a dream. It starts with a dream. Joseph was about to abort his assignment because he wasn't willing to face the threat of being attacked. I'll say it again. Joseph was about to abort the assignment because he wasn't willing to face the attack. 
There's a lot of times when all we see is resistance, but what the Lord has for us is a revelation. But it means doing something different, going outside the box, and sometimes it means breaking some religion, man-made religion. And like we heard, God has a way of doing things different, doesn't he? That's why we don't conform to the patterns of this world, but we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. Then we'll be able to test and see. And so God is doing things. He's doing a new thing. He's, and, and like Isaiah 43, 19 says, behold, do you not see that I'm doing, I'm making a way in the wilderness, streams in the desert. This is a pattern that God does in our lives, especially when we think we are in control and we've got it all together. He steps in and does something different. Come on. But every direction starts with a dream, and not just any dream, a God-given dream. Proverbs 29, 18 says, without vision, we perish. Correct? So he cared enough to not see Mary killed, but needed a word from the Lord if he was going to go the distance to overcome his fears. I love that. The dream was strong enough to give him the faith to move forward. We read just last week how the same thing happened with Mary. When the angel showed up and said, do not be afraid, Mary, for what you're about to conceive is from the Holy Spirit, right? So we got got a similar conversation happening both with the man and both with the woman. But the both times the Lord uses the messenger to address fear, the spirit of fear. Do not be afraid. You might feel afraid. We've talked about that. But don't let it overwhelm you and become you that you fail to move forward in your faith. Both Mary and Joseph were told not to be afraid. And when we're, when we're, called, when we're called to do something by God, you can guarantee that there's going to be some sort of conflict to get us to get uh, to move away from the direction that he is calling us. I don't know if you've ever noticed that before, men. But you step forward in your marriage and your relationship and with God, you're bound to come under attack. Again, Pastor Charmaine doesn't even like it when I use that word anymore. She says, we don't say that. We're just advancing. (laughs) Right? Because you don't want to give too much power to the enemy. I'm not saying there isn't any weeds, but if all we look at is the thing that we're trying to avoid, that's where we're going to go. You know, in driver's training and and policing, I studied policing back in 2001. And one of the things they taught us is is when you spin out of control, because that's going to happen in life, that wherever you, whatever you focus on is where you're going to go. Have you ever noticed you go down, going down the highway and you're probably seeing it now, especially with a little bit of snow and a little bit of rain, and there's one pole and and, and just one pole on this long stretch of road, and somehow the individual managed to wrap themselves around that one pole. Why is that? Because when they spun out of control, all they were looking at was what they're trying to avoid. And where your focus goes, energy flows. You might have heard the saying they teach in martial arts too, where the head goes, the rest of the body follows. Man, that'll, that'll speak. So instead of focusing on always what you're trying to avoid, how about you focus on where God is calling you to go? Come on. That's free. That wasn't in my notes. So, so if we're called to go the distance, 
we're going to need um, a clear dream. But before we can know where to go, we need to know who is going to go with us. I mean, you brought, heard this in most leadership books, you know, like if you're gonna, looking to get the right people on the bus and the right seats on the bus, more importantly is where, where they sit is who's on that bus. Sometimes you got to get certain people off that bus first before you start driving it in any direction. The who before the what. Always the who before the what. You know, I get to counsel our, uh, all these um, couples going into marriage, and, and I'm telling them how important it is to be equally yoked. You know, once you make that covenant, that's the who. Come on, you know this. this you got the rest of the life, rest of your life to work on the relationship side of things. But you know that the who is so important, is it not, man? It's so important who you choose to do life with, who you choose to partner with and start a business with, you know? And and that distance that you want to go is going to have a lot to do, not just with the dream, but who's in the dream with you. You know, we just got back from a a gala uh, last night, Bob and Sharon. That was an incredible gala for Touching Hearts Gala. We were so honored to be there. And uh, one of the things that Sharon uh, said is she, you could see she spoke vision and she thanked the people on her team saying, thank you for willing to go the distance with us because they're working with troubled kids. And they know that takes a long time to disciple them, to build the trust, to see healing, and then to take them on that journey. That's a huge commitment. So if you're looking to hire people on your team, you're probably always thinking, will they go the distance with us, not just for them and their family, but will they go the distance for these children? Because that could mean the difference between life and death for a lot of these. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary as his wife. Took Mary as his wife. Before we can go the distance, we need to know the direction. (laughs) Come on. The scripture says when Joseph woke up, man, it's time to wake up. You ever had the Holy Spirit speaking to you lately, telling you, come on, wake up, wake up. This is not of me. Wake up. You need to do something with your life. You need to do what the Lord commands. Get up, oh sleepyhead. Come on, arise and shine for your time has come. If we're going to go the distance in our relationships, we need to know who to partner with. And I love that God confirms what uh, in his scripture, what he spoke to me a long time ago when I first stepped into ministry. And that is, it starts in the home. Everything the Lord does is tied to relationship. Everything flows out of the home. And what does he tell Joseph to do? Wake up, go with Mary, go home. Take her to be your wife, go home, go home, go home. Start in your home. You wanna make it work out there? Make it work in your home, right? Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 9 says, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts Say, my heart. Thank you. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. 
Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. You want direction? It starts in the home. If, if I were to come into your home, would it be clear from what's written and what you post on the walls to how your children talk that where your family is going in this season? I don't know, should be. Rex shared with us a few weeks ago, you know, it's great to have pictures of all the places that you've been and the things that you've done, but how about where you're going? And you know, some of those pictures better be a clear picture of scripture that's written on your wall. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Come on. So that everybody that walks into your house knows what you're about and most importantly, who you're about. They know which direction you're going. Up. <laughs> Come on. Matthew 22, 37 to 40. All, say all. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commands, Jesus replied. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Hang on. Everything, it says, hangs off this. So before you go any further, put this through the filter. In order for our relationships to go the distance, what or will I, what will I be willing to do? And before I do that thing or say that thing, is what I'm about to say or do going to make others love God more and each other more? If not, maybe you got to check yourself. Because I think that is the crossroad that we find ourselves at all the time before we're about to make a decision. And if this is going to go the distance, it better make others love God more and each other more. That's where you'll find the center of the cross. That's where you'll find your alignment before your assignment. Does that make sense? You find yourself at the crossroads, find yourself at the cross. Is what I'm about to do and say, the distance that I am called to go, will it make others love God and each other more, my family? If not, you probably already have your answer. Then we go into uh, Luke 2, verse 4, which stood out to me. And that is, so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee and Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. We could just park there. Where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? Well, we need to go back to where we belong. Sometimes we need to remember where we came from, men. And who it is that we really are, are. God wants to use us to birth a blessing, but before we can go forward, we need to go back to the beginning, back to our roots. That's the beauty of having gatherings and going back to some of your hometowns and places that you were raised. And I was blessed to be raised in a Christian home. And I'm reminded of where I came from. It's also good to remember where you started your journey with the Lord. Where you came from when you were first sent out. Remember, it, remember what it was like when your relationship was and who it was with when you were moving in the same direction? Come on. 
Some of you could probably think of early stage of, of marriage. It, you know, it was an adventure. It was scary. And it was exciting at the same time, right? But it was an adventure. We didn't know all the details. We just knew we were ready to go the distance together, whatever that looked like. And it's through the ups and downs, the highs and lows and the valleys that we have learned to, to trust each other. And most importantly, to trust the Lord. So before you head out, even tomorrow, why not look back? Why not read the Bible and be reminded of what you belong to, who you belong to? If you're married to a, well, if you're married, period, if you're married to a, this beautiful woman, she's going to be beautiful because you picked her. But maybe before you head out in the morning, maybe just pause in the presence of the Lord after you've done your devotion. Maybe kiss her on the forehead and tell her how much you love her and that you're blessed to head in the same direction in life with her. See, you were never made to go forward alone. Joseph had to go back so that Jesus could be born in Bethlehem. Sometimes we don't even want to look back. But we've learned too, even... Moses had to go back. The very thing that he ran from, the Lord told him he needed to go back because the Lord had a message, the Lord had a word, and something was going to be birthed out of Egypt, out of slavery, and into freedom. Would you stand with me, men? Our takeaway today is going the distance requires a dream, direction, and knowing where you came from. Father God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that it is relevant. We thank you that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It reveals things inside of our hearts, things that, that, that you want us to work on so that we can go the distance. Thank you, Lord, that your word also says that if you are for us, then who can be against us? That your plans and purposes are to prosper us, not to harm us, give us a hope and a future. And that even in this season, as Romans 8.28 says, that all things will work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to your purpose. Lord, we want to be in line with your purpose as we go into this season, 2024, the year of more. We want to be willing and open to be guided by you, directed by you. May we know where we came from as well as where you're calling us to go. Thank you for blessing us now so that we can be a blessing with your word today. In your name we pray, amen. Now, man, if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with God, you may be joining us in-house or online. And I want you to know, it, Jesus came not to start a religion, but to start a relationship with you. You know, and, and in the word, it says that he did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. And if you would be willing to just receive him right where you're at, Paul says it this way in Romans 10, verse 9. If we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we will be saved. You see, that beautiful, that baby, Christ, that was born in, in the midst of a mess, in the midst of a manger, that would, would go on to lead 12 disciples and then impact a world forever. His destination wasn't the crib, it was the cross. Because he knew the weight of sin, the things that we would face, the decisions that we would face that would cause separation between us and him. 
And so he laid down his life for you and I. And if we receive that gift, the gift of Jesus, the gift of a relationship, we will be able to go the distance. So I'm going to lead us through a prayer right now just to do just that. And and it may be men, you've prayed this prayer before. I ask you to pray it again with me. But if you haven't prayed this prayer, that you would do so with your whole heart in this moment. Just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you for coming to this earth, for being born in a manger and living a sinless life. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you rose from the grave and I'm asking you to come into my heart and be Lord over my life. I turn from my ways And I choose now to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Just stay in the moment, eyes closed, heads bowed in the moment. But if you prayed that prayer, whether it be for the first time or you're coming back to him in this moment, in this Christmas season, on the count of three, I just want you to put up your hand. One, two, three. Put it up. Right on. And if you're online and that was you, you can... Just put up a little thumb emoji, then that was you, praise God. Private message me, I'd love to celebrate with you and lift you up in prayer. Wow, I love Christmas. (laughs) I saved my ugly Christmas sweater for the next service, so you'll have to come back for that one. But um, we want to open it up now for baptism. This is what we do. We're, we're, we're commissioned in the Great Commission to go into all the world making disciples. And part of that is baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching others to obey his commands. And surely he is with us always, even to the very ends of this earth. So we filled it with faith. But if there's a man in the house that has not yet been baptized and would like to come forward and do so, I mean, what a great way to go into the next season. You see, in Romans, it says when you go in the water, then you're baptized with Christ. The water, when you go beneath it, represents Christ's burial. And it says that you're buried with Christ. You come up out of the water, represents the resurrection power of Jesus, that you are resurrected with Christ. You say goodbye to the old man. And you come out fresh and new. And so if that's you, as we worship in this next song, I'll be right over there. It'll be an honor to do that with you. Or if you have any questions, just come forward and I'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. Bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.